0: Good morning. Everybody doing well? Man, it's good to get together as a church and sing about Jesus and His death and His burial and His resurrection. Amen? It's a joy to be with you this morning. Uh, Just a couple of weeks ago, we're in our third weekend, wrapping up this uh, time of just talking about what God is doing in our midst, what God has done, and what we see God doing in our future of the future's so bright, you've got to wear shades. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about our mission. We cannot lose um, the focus on why we do what we do. And so we really talked about how our mission is to know Jesus and to make him known to others. And then last week, we focused in on doing good things. Man, so many amazing things happened in 2017 because of your willingness to share, your willingness to give, your willingness to serve. And wow, we just... Thank God for all that he has done. And the scripture teaches us that as we do good things, uh, our light shines bright and we ultimately point all of that spotlight on Jesus and we lift him up and as we make him known. And today we want to talk about community, community. Have you ever been on vacation down to the Gulf? That's not the end of the question, because if that's the end of the question, everybody in the room says yes, right? Have you ever been on vacation down there? You're on the Gulf of Mexico, you're there on those beautiful white sandy beaches in the emerald green water, it's just gorgeous moment, and you're setting your stuff up for the day, you know, and you're getting your sunscreen on and everything's all there, and you see somebody set up already, you notice a little bit down the way, and they've already got their tent up and everything, and they got the Razorback flag just flying high. Are you with me? And you're like, huh, wow, check it out, and all of a sudden you feel this immediate connection because you see a flag flying in the sky on the beaches of Florida or Alabama or wherever it is you are. And so at some point, you know, you got to take your leisurely stroll down the beach, and, you know, if you're anything like me, you're like, I'm going to make a connection here, you know. And so you're walking up, you, you see that flag, and you're wondering to yourself, I wonder if I know these people, right, because we like to be connected. And so you walk up, and you kind of see them, and you realize really quick, ah, I don't know them. But you're still going to walk up and say something like, go hogs. And then you're going to follow it up with what? Where are you all from? The next thing you know, you're in a five-minute conversation, and you realize you know 14 people in common, and you're related to all of them. <laughs> and there you are on vacation, actually missing where you normally live and breathe and do life. Why? Because you experienced something in that moment. You experienced community, you experienced fellowship, you experienced connection. And the reason why you feel that in that moment is because that's the way God wired us up, regardless of our personality. I know some of us are more outgoing and some of us are more introverted or whatever, but God wired all of us up, regardless of our personality, to connect with people and to experience community with one another. Um, i got a few pictures I want to put on the screen here for you. Uh, This happened about three years ago. And you can see me in my shirt and this guy in his shirt, and you're like, what's that guy's name? Let me tell you what that guy's name is. I don't know. I really can't remember. This happened about three years ago. And here's the story. Uh, we were living in Washington State at the time, and Chick-fil-A came to Washington. And we love Chick-fil-A. We didn't have Chick-fil-A there. And so when they were opening up the store, we were what, one of the, what they call the first 100 and if you're one of the first 100 on site within 24 hours before it opens, you get to camp out and spend the whole day and evening and night and morning there. They feed you, and you get to be there for the grand opening the next morning. And so my family and I, minus our two really, really small ones at the time, uh, four of us, we, we went and we camped out overnight. And that guy was my friend. Here's two of our older boys. Uh, they're camped out. We're camped out in the parking lot. This is in Tacoma. Anybody watch the show? Cops? I don't know if you know this or not, but most of the shows about cops are filmed in Tacoma. But we camped out in Tacoma. We moved there from Memphis. Give me a break. So there we are, uh, our boys at the time, I don't know, they were probably seven and five, and there we are, man, we are getting it. Listen, to get Chick-fil-A, let me tell you how much we missed Chick-fil-A while we lived there. I'm not exaggerating. If I were to make a trip back to somewhere where Chick-fil-A was, and I was getting on a plane, if possible, I would go by and just get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, you know, a little full wrapper. I would put it in my backpack, and I would fly home, and it didn't matter what time I got there, give it to my wife, and she would gladly eat it on the spot. That's how much we missed it. But what happened in that moment, all those hundred people that were camped out, we, we loved Chick-fil-A and it, it brought about community, a common unity. Something brought us together and we experienced fellowship for about 24 hours. For about 24 hours, by the way, we got free Chick-fil-A for a year, so it was totally worth it. <laughs> There's all kinds of things that can bring us together. Again, sports can bring us together, coffee can bring us together together. Playing of the National Anthem, I mean, if you were to play it right now, I think every single person in the room would wisely stand up, right, and just honor that moment, and we would feel connected as Americans. The Olympics are coming pretty soon, and it's pretty cool to watch the parade as they come in, and it's really neat to see all the countries, and if you've traveled any at all, if one of the countries you've traveled to comes out, you're like, oh, that's kind of neat, I've been there. But there's something about when the United States of America walks out, right? You're just like, that's us. That's me. We're them. We're together, and we're one. In that moment, we're experiencing community in community. I don't think anyone in the room knows everyone in the room. If there's a person in this room that knows every single person in this room, meet me afterwards because I want to hire you. (laughs) It depends on how you know everybody in the room, though. Are you with me? I mean, like, who can stand up and say I can call everybody by name and I, and I know them? Probably not. But There's something very, very important that I want us to grasp. And that it's that things bring us together into community. Sometimes it's coffee, but sometimes it's something deeper. It's something deeper. Sometimes we, we connect with people when it comes down to things that are like the foundation of who we are. I mean, we can connect and have community if we both find ourselves agreeing that we're messed up people and that we're sinners and that we've blown it. Now, we don't want it to stop there because there is community happening in all kinds of places all across America today because of that very thing, and it's called prison. That was a joke. You can laugh. It's serious, but like, so we don't want it to stop there, but ultimately you and I, we have some things in common, and one of the things you and I have in common is that there we're sinners. We, we, we can't do it on our own, and we come up short. But as it continues to flow out, and we continue to think about who we are, some of us are not like wanting to be stuck in that place of coming up short, and we're searching for answers. We're searching on how to do things differently and how not stay stuck in that. We're looking for answers, and we're searching for truth, and we're searching for help. And then it goes to another level, when you and I have not only said, you know what, I'm a sinner, and I come up short, But, like, I recognize that I need help with that, and I believe that I found the answer to that, and that answer is found in Jesus. And when we share Jesus as a Savior, there's just a community, there is a fellowship, there is a deep connection that happens on a great, great level. I brought up Washington just a moment ago as we live there. Um, I don't know if you know. It's not most people, I mean by far, most people in Washington don't know Jesus, and they don't follow Jesus, and they don't go to church. And it was very unique, unusual, and exciting for us as believers to meet another believer. It was really, really exciting because all of a sudden you realize, I'm their brother, I'm their sister, just like you and I enjoy today because of that one person whose name is Jesus, we are connected very deeply. We might disagree on all kinds of things, but today we understand we're sinners. We've been separated from God, but we've been brought back to God through Jesus. And so we have that in common. It's what brings us together at this gathering every single Sunday. His name is Jesus. And that's where we want you to get. We want you to get into a gospel community. We want you to get into Jesus Focused fellowship. Now maybe you're saying, hey, I hang out at my friend's house, and they're a believer, and we hang out. Okay, great, good. But are you focused on Jesus when you're doing that? Are you focused on Jesus when you're doing that? Because if you're not focused on Jesus, you're hanging out and you're friends, and that's good, that's great, but you're not necessarily experiencing gospel-centered community. You're not necessarily experiencing fellowship around the name of of Jesus, and in just a moment we're going to see how important that is for us in our lives, how important that is for us in our church, and how important that is for us in our walk, and our Christianity. But are you focused on Jesus when you're hanging out with other believers? Just because you're hanging out with another believer doesn't mean you're having gospel-centered community. I mean, you can hang out with other believers, and you can talk about everybody else, and you can gripe, and you complain. That's not gospel-centered community. That's not what we want to be with this. We want to be at a place where we're focused on Jesus. So, really quickly, I want to describe this for you because I think it's important where we are in the life of our church and where we're headed, and as we continue to grow and God continues to bless, okay? As we think about community and we think about being connected, write these down, they're on your notes, and then follow me in this. Church, this church, any church for that matter, but it's not about everybody knowing everybody. That's not what church is about. It's not the purpose of why we get together. It's not about me knowing everybody and you knowing everybody and me being well-connected and all those kind of things. It's not the purpose of it, okay? So if you're here and you feel like, I don't know everybody, so I don't fit in, no, you're normal. No one else knows everybody either. And it's okay because we get to the second part of this, which is really, really important. It is about everybody knowing somebody. Now if you're here and you don't know anybody and nobody is saying hello to you and no one is welcoming you and no one's wanting to experience life with you, then, then we've got an issue, then we've got a problem, but one thing I think you will find is you'll find what I found in being a part of this church is you're going to find people are going to welcome you, they're going to love you, they're going to accept you in, and you're going to get to know some people, some people, and that's very, very important. So it's about everybody knowing somebody and it's about everybody Knowing Jesus. It's about everybody knowing Jesus. Let me tell you what a win looks like at Holland Chapel. A win, W-I-N, a win looks like you knowing somebody in gospel community. Somebody that understands who they are without Jesus. Somebody understands who they are with Jesus. Someone that's searching for answers in the scripture with you. Looking to do life together. Looking to serve together. To grow together. To give together. To live together in that context and to do it around the name of Jesus because you can be connected with everybody in this room if you don't know Jesus you've missed it all you've missed everything and we've missed the point of why we do what we do so it's about everybody knowing somebody and everybody knowing Jesus this is where we want you to get into gospel community again Jesus focused fellowship look at 1 John chapter 1 beginning in verse number 1 and we're going to see the importance of this the hugeness of this and how we don't want you to miss it. 1 John chapter 1, beginning in verse number 1. Some amazing, amazing things written here in Scripture. So, we got a guy named John writing this. He was one of the original twelve, he was one of the disciples, one of the apostles of Jesus. So, think about that for just a minute. He was alive when Jesus was alive. He got to do life with Jesus, and look what he writes. It's just incredible. He says, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning. He's talking about Jesus, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. Think about that for just a moment. John and these other men and women that got to live during that day, got to interact with Jesus. They got to see him, and they got to touch him. They got to experience life with him. And he's like, you know what? I can't contain this. I cannot keep this in. I can't hold this to myself. I've got to share this with you. And he tells us why in the end of verse number one. He says, because he, Jesus, is the word of life. I'm de- I don't just know somebody that's famous, I know someone that is the word of life. I know someone that can bring change and hope and grace and forgiveness into your world. So I want you to know about him. Verse 2, this one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him and now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. Now I don't know how often you do it, but at a fairly regular um, time, uh, a lot of times it happens in your life, where where you think about, just like I do, what's going to happen when this life is over, right? Like what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my wife? What's going to happen to my dad? What's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to my neighbors? We start thinking about life after this one and John just tells us what many of us already know but we can't miss and we can't take for granted that Jesus is the one who brings and gives and is eternal life. Now if you're a believer, if you're saved, if you've recognized your sin and confessed it to Jesus and received that life, is there not just a hope and a peace in you knowing that if today was the day that my life was over, I get to go spend eternity with Jesus? Is there not just like a deep, deep soul, like just peace about that in you if you have that? I mean, you think about your loved ones, and if your loved ones know Jesus, it changes your perspective on everything. Everything, Because you know regardless of how long this life lives, you know in the next life they're going to live on forever and you're going to live on forever. It changes everything. And John's like, it's changed everything in me. And I want you to know about it. He goes on to say, he was with the Father, meaning Jesus, the Son, was with the Father. Then he was revealed to us. He said we saw him. We touched him. We literally could say that Jesus is God made touchable. God made touchable. That's Jesus. God living among us. And he's like, we can't keep this to ourselves. Verse 3. We proclaim to you, we announce, we, we make it loud to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you'll think we're really cool people and that we knew Jesus and you didn't. No. That's not his point. That's not his purpose. That's not why he was telling us. He says, so that. You may have fellowship with us. He's like, we want you to have what we have. We want to have Jesus in common. We want to have that common denominator and that common unity in our lives with you. We want you to have what we have. He goes on. And our fellowship that we have with one another is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So he makes it very plain that the fellowship that he's talking about that he has with others is because of the fellowship that he has with the Father because of Jesus. He's like, the reason why I get to fellowship with God is not because I'm good, not because I got to, you know, walk with Jesus and talk with Jesus and hang out with Jesus, as cool as all that is, but that happened because Jesus is eternal life. That happened because Jesus is my Savior That happened because Jesus is my Lord and therefore I'm right with God and I have fellowship with God and I have fellowship with others who have believed the very same thing because we understand at the core of who we are, who we are. We're sinners. We're separated from God. We need hope. We need rescue. His name is Jesus. We've believed in him and we fellowship because of him. Verse 4. This is very, very important You catch this. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. I don't know if you caught this or not. It took me a long time to get this because I've always read this passage and and, and just the general idea that's here, and I would just suggest to you and say, you know what? If you have Jesus, you have joy, and I don't think that that's wrong. I don't think that that's, that's, that's um, an, a falsehood. But you've got to understand what he's really getting at here. He's like, listen, if you really want to experience joy, you need Jesus and you need the people that he brings into your life when you believe in him. You need fellowship with God and you need fellowship with one another. Think about it just a minute. What does sin do in our lives? Sin, no matter what it is, whether it's in a relationship with, with, with a family member or with others, sin isolates us. Sin causes us to get alone. Sin causes us to hide. Sin causes us to get over here, whether I messed, uh, you know, did, did something really, really wrong and offended you, I feel bad about it and I don't want to see you and I get over here, or... On the flip side, you did me really wrong, and I'm like, man, I really just don't want to hang out with that person. They're mean. I think I'll just hang out over here. What happens? Sin separates us. It isolates us. But what does righteousness do that comes through Jesus? It ushers us into community. It ushers us into community with God, and through the grace that we experience with God, we extend to one another, and we experience community with one another. And he said, I'm writing all these things to you about fellowship with us, brothers and sisters, and about Jesus, and about Jesus because I want you to experience joy. Now, I'm not like, you got to understand, I I don't know your heart. I don't know what's going on in in your life right now, but I just believe that it's possible, okay? I believe it's possible that some of you that are here today who believe in Jesus, and I'm not by any means going to call that into question, but you believe in Jesus. But right now, there's just not... There's not any joy in your life, and you're kind of wondering what's wrong. Could it be, could it be that you're not experiencing biblical gospel community that God has afforded to you through his church, and he's afforded to you through the cross, and therefore you are missing a very essential element into filling who you are? So I say all that to say I, we, your pastors, want you to experience gospel community so we can have more numbers? No, so you can experience joy, real joy on a soul level. Again, joy is being in right fellowship with God because of Jesus, and joy is being in right fellowship with others because of Jesus. Now, I want to just describe for you really, really quick what we believe is the best way, not the only way, but the best way for you to experience gospel community at Holland Chapel. And again, I'm not trying to you know, tell you you're not experiencing it. I'm just telling you I want you to experience it. Okay? I want you to experience community, biblical, gospel-centered community, because I want you to have joy. Because here's what I know. You need Jesus, but you also need other people. You need other people that are going to love you, show you grace, show you forgiveness, redirect you, correct you, love you, pray for you, be there for you. And again, we believe that the best way that you can experience gospel community here at Holland Chapel is through what we call HC Groups. Okay, It's our small group gatherings. Are we having community here this morning? Absolutely. Are we communing with Jesus this morning? Absolutely. Are we hopefully communing with a few people this morning? Absolutely. But you know as well as I do, in a gathering like this, we experience the worship and the presence of God, but it's really hard to connect with other people. It's got to kind of get a little bit smaller. You can't know everybody, and therefore, if you don't know everybody, maybe you feel like you don't know anybody. But what we want you to do is get to know a few people really well. Experience the gospel with them. Experience brotherhood and sisterhood with them in an HC group. An HC group looks like um, about 12 adults in a group with the kids that come with them. Um, most of our groups uh, meet on Sunday nights. Some meet on other nights. You're going to see a couple pictures up here. Normally some good food. We, normally get into the, we, we get into the Word. We normally talk more about what we talked about on Sunday morning, and we digest it even deeper. Um. here's what you're going to see if you really get into an HC group. You're going to see what we saw, what we read about in Acts chapter 2, and we're going to be in Acts pretty soon. You're going to, you're going to get to experience what they experienced in Acts chapter 2. The latter part talks about the fellowship they had with one another in homes, around Jesus, for the purpose of making him known and encouraging each other towards that very thing. Well, do I have to talk when I go? No, you don't have to, but you can. Um, Do I have to have every answer to every question? No, we we encourage you to come with questions because the rest of us have questions too, and we're going to find answers in the Word of God. Do I have to share every secret of my soul? No, but I think as you get to know people and you begin to know that you're loved and you're accepted and you're prayed for, you'll begin to share some things in which they can help you with. So what does it look like? We saw some pics. I want to throw one more up there. It's, it's actually, I think the last picture up here is going to be my group. Can we put that? Yeah, there we go. That's, that's my group. And um, that picture brings emotion in me right now because that that's, that's my group. That's, that's who we've been doing life with lately. That's who's been pouring into us as a family and who we have uh, hopefully been able to pour into them. And I thought, man, I would love if it were like, totally appropriate and I had time. I'd love to tell you all the experiences we had in life together over the last year. Just unbelievable the things we experienced together. We laughed together. We cried together. We prayed together. We waited together. We're still waiting on some things, but we've watched God some, answer some incredible prayers I'll never forget getting the text or getting the Facebook message or whatever for somebody to tell our group, man, you've been praying, and God came through. And when I say God came through, I mean like people being rescued from the pits of hell coming through. I mean like God doing amazing things. Because we're amazing? No, because he's amazing. We're just getting together around his amazing presence, and we're watching him do amazing things. And man, we want you to be a part of such a thing. Again, it's not about everybody knowing everybody, but it is about everybody knowing somebody and everybody knowing Jesus. Again, John, he said, I'm telling you all this so that you will know this joy that we speak of. Now, again, I want to make it just so clear. There's no joy outside of Jesus. There's just not There's pleasure and there's fun and there's good times, but there's no joy outside of Jesus. There is nothing like knowing how separated and how sinful you are and that Jesus and how perfect and how holy he was came for you, lived for you. And guys like John got to see him, got to touch him. They got to watch him die On the cross, he put nails in his hands and nails in his feet, and he suffered, and he bled, and he died there. But John, who got to see him do that, he also got to see him, and he also got to touch him after he got up from the grave. I mean, the guy said, I'm going to die, and after I die, three days later, I came back. I'm coming back from the dead, and I don't know about you, but if somebody predicts their death and their resurrection, and they pull it off, I'm going with that guy. I'm going with that guy. And that's who Jesus is. He's the only one that ever has. He's the only one that ever will. And he didn't do it so he looked cool. He didn't do it so he could be famous. He did it so our lives could be forever and eternally changed. And that's the Jesus that we offer you this morning. He loves you. He came for you. He wants you. He wants to receive you, forgive you. And cleanse you. And you can know every single person in this room. If you miss Jesus, you've missed it all. We definitely want you to know some people. And we want you to gain friendship and brotherhood with them. And we want it to be around Jesus. we got one next step to consider this morning. It's on the back side of your communication card. It's also going to be on the screen. And it's a couple of blanks in there. And it looks like my next step today is to get to know Blank by blank, okay? Let me help you out here a little bit. Maybe for you, you're like, I'm kind of new to this whole thing, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I do kind of want to get connected, and I understand that I can slip in and slip out in a gathering like this, and I think it's time for me to take another step and not just slip in and slip out, but kind of get a little deeper in the water. And maybe for you, it's like, I just need to get to know somebody. I need to get to know somebody. And, and I'm going to do that by signing up for an HC group. And below there, you'll see a spot where you can do that. You can just put a little mark there, and we will get you connected. Uh, groups are going to uh, start next week with some Super Bowl parties, and after that, uh, we'll be into the Word of God weekly, and it's going to be so rich as we're in the book of Acts. And you're going to get connected with some real people, very real people, humble people, grace-filled people, grace-giving people. And maybe you're like, you know what, I, that's what I need to do right now. I just need to get to know somebody. And I'm going to do that by by being in an HC group. Um, Well, what if I'm young? Great. What if I'm old? Great. What if I have kids? Great. What if I don't have kids? Great. Um, What if I have hair? Great. What if I don't have hair? Uh, That's your problem. So anyway, I may not know every bald person in here, so I better back up. My wife gets upset at me when I say stuff like that. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Um, We love you. Um, I think I'm headed that way. I don't know. So anyway, I, I just say that to say like, no matter who you are, how long you've been coming, where you came from, what you've done, it just, it just matters the direction you want to head. You, I, want to get, I want to get to know somebody. Right. And maybe for you, you need to fill in the blanks like this. Maybe I need to get to know Jesus. Maybe you get really specific with it. I, I need to get to know Jesus. And that by, I don't know, maybe the same answer, by, by joining an HC group. Like, I want to I want to check this out more with other people. Or maybe it's like, I want to have a conversation with, with another believer specifically about this. Or one of our pastors. We'd be glad to meet with you today, tomorrow, any day, and talk to you about Jesus. Uh, maybe for you, you're like, you know what, I've examined Jesus. I've been looking at Jesus. He's stirring on my heart right now. I need him. And I need to get to know Jesus by placing my faith in. In him to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me and to make me his own take that next step today today yeah today the word of god declares today is the day of salvation can anybody in this room remember the day you met jesus and i have to remember the date but like the day you remember that you know my story ugly yellow couch brown shag carpet you got your memory right It was the day, and for me it was the day that everything changed. Today can be that day for you. Let's pray.